Currently 35 degrees in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, 37 in Roanoke and Salem, 36 in Danville, 36 in Appomattox, and 38 in the uh, Amherst area. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to be uh, reading a, a letter from the Daily Bread, kind of giving you an update on what they're doing in 2023, and uh, we'll have that for you in just a couple of minutes. Right now, I am going to go to the phone lines because we have correspondent Jim Crisula with us this morning to uh, talk about a really important story here in Virginia. Hi, Jim. I've missed you. Yeah, Janet, it's been too long. I know you never call, you never write. It's just, it's you <laughs> don't bring me flowers anymore. Uh, <laughs> we're glad you're joining us this morning. This uh, this story in Virginia, Newport News, is one that we're slowly getting more and more details out of. Tell us the latest developments with this story. Yeah, so many disturbing things about this. It's just all the way around. Last night, the Newport News School Board voted to fire the school superintendent, and uh, give him quite a uh, handsome uh, going-away present in terms of money. George Parker III will be out, uh, agreed to a separation agreement here, uh, and he'll get Janet just over $500,000 of severance. Wow. Two years of his current base salary, which is $251,000. Parker's been sharply criticized by parents and teachers since the January 6th shooting. And part of, I think, the reason behind his dismissal is the fact that there have been now been several shooting incidents in that school district in the last year and a half or so. And, of course, the most recent one on January 6th when uh, the six-year-old shot and wounded his 25-year-old teacher. Now, one of the things that they're talking about was that this had this had been... This administration had been warned three times that this child had a gun? Yes, Janet. There was a news conference midday yesterday by the lawyer of the teacher who was shot, Abby Zwerner. And this attorney, Diane Toscano, mentioned that on the day of the shooting, administrators were told three times that teachers and employees at the school had concerns about this particular kid, this six-year-old, and the fact that he was threatening other students. And even one student said that the six-year-old showed him a gun at recess before the teacher was shot. This was all before the teacher was shot, obviously. And they did nothing. Uh, Now, there had been reports, uh, maybe last week, Janet, or the week before, that now newly departed school superintendent George Parker had indicated during a teleconference with parents one night that these administrators did in fact check the boy's backpack but did not see a gun. Now again that goes against what the lawyer was saying yesterday in terms of the alleged inaction on the part of administrators at Richneck Elementary School there in Newport News. So uh, are they, do you think that's implying that he wasn't being truthful about that? Well, I guess you could read, read that, yes. I mean, that, that, that seems to be you know, the case. Where they're going. Okay. Yeah, uh, yes. And one of the things mentioned during this news conference yesterday is this teacher, this young lady, 25 years old, only 25, uh, does plan on suing 
the school district, again, because of inaction on the part of the, the school superintendent and the school administrators. Has anything been said about um, holding the parents accountable for the actions of this child? No, not not that I have heard. Okay. In fact, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday afternoon, late, and my doctor and I were talking about this, and, mm-hmm. and he even brought that up. Uh, what kind of accountability is there? How did this kid get the gun? Right. Uh, where did he? Where did he even learn how to shoot the gun? Much less so again, climb six feet up and open up a a, a lock, a trigger lock yes. that has a key. There's just a lot of unanswered questions still. Yes, and in terms of the, the boy's parents, they did put out a statement maybe about a week and a half ago. But again, in that statement, if I remember correctly, Janet, they indicated, the parents did, that the gun was secured in their home. But again, we don't know any more than than that statement. And as I say, the police have really been very tight-lipped about the whole investigation, but certainly they really haven't talked much about the boy's parents and, and again, where he got the weapon and how he got the weapon. Okay. All right. Um, There was one more story that I wanted to ask you about. I hope you're okay with that. And that's the story out of Memphis um, with the young man in in that 29-year-old, Tyree Nichols. Um, That that story, uh, things could potentially go really bad in Memphis, couldn't they? Yeah, very much so. I've been to Memphis many times. And Mm -hmm. and again, I I can tell you that in my, my coverage of news there over the years, Janet, a lot of distrust of the police in Memphis and a lot of questions about the police. This, As you mentioned, this 29-year-old black man, he was stopped for reckless driving. And he ended up getting in a confrontation with police, and they used force against him. He was taken to jail, and three days later, he's dead. Um, so again, uh, you know, a lot of community activists are demanding answers. They're demanding that police body cam video of this encounter be released that hasn't happened yet the five officers all of whom are black that just uh, blew they, me away yeah yes yeah uh, they are all they've all been suspended they've been fired they were suspended right. now they've been dismissed from the police force of Memphis so uh, again yes a, another case where a lot of questions and and uh, not many answers yet at this point well, Jim Crisula, CBS correspondent, we appreciate you joining us this morning as always, and uh, hope you have a great day. I'll try to get out and get you some flowers. Sent. That'd be so great that? if you could. If you could, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, dear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. I love him. He's so fun. Uh, so two stories that are both leaving us with still a lot of unanswered questions, uh, tempers running very high there in memphis um and it just seems like as he said there's a complete distrust of the police in that area regardless of what color you are their police chief is a uh, is a uh, african-american woman and i think she's been doing a good job at trying to be very transparent with the community and calm things down but we're definitely going to keep an eye on that story. Well, right now I have uh, something I want to share with you from the Lynchburg Daily Bread. Now, we've had the Daily Bread on uh, the show before. They do marvelous work. Um, They were extremely taxed during 
uh, COVID. There were people using their services that had never had to use them before. Uh, They did a great job, I think, in adapting to those new challenges that they have. Uh, Here is a letter from uh, Ainsley Bean, who is the uh, head of development for the Lynchburg Daily Bread, and she shared this letter with our CEO yesterday. It says, my name is Ainsley Bean, and I head up the development for Lynchburg Daily Bread, a small soup kitchen nonprofit located in downtown Lynchburg. It would be wonderful if our story of serving the community could be shared with your loyal listeners. Daily Bread was founded in 1982 by a local Sunday school church group. We just celebrated 40 years of serving the hungry this past year. Our mission is a simple one and continual to provide a hot, nutritious meal to our guests 365 days a year without condition. While the rise of COVID in 2020 changed our service model from a dine-in to a carry-out operation, we did not skip a single meal during the shutdown. Our kitchen remained open, and while we shifted our focus to meals served to to go style containers, ensuring that our regular guests would not be without a warm meal during such a time of uncertainty. Fast forward nearly three years, we are serving more of our neighbors than ever before. We average 400 to 500 meals daily. The total meal count for 2022 was 164,276. Our operation relies on volunteers to donate their time seven days a week. In 2022, our loyal volunteers donated 10,767 hours to help prepare and serve meals. We serve from 10.15 a.m. to 12.20 p.m. daily at our Clay Street location. New faces are seen every week, from elderly folks to young families. With the rising cost of living and goods, we believe our services are vital to many individuals and families trying to make ends meet. There's no limit to how many meals a single person can take. There are many guests who request six to eight bags and then bring them to family members, job sites, neighbors, etc. Our meals outreach program has grown to 18 sites in the community as well as outside of Lynchburg City. Grocery bags and hot meals are delivered to low-income apartment complexes and are distributed to individuals and families from local area churches whom we've partnered with. We provide fresh, nutritious produce and food to the Bedford YMCA Child Care Program, Miriam's House, and Bethune Nursery School, just to name a few. For our complete meals outreach schedule, we hope your listeners will visit lynchburgdailybread.com. Thank you for providing a platform to speak out on behalf of Lynchburg Daily Bread. And if anyone would like more background information, we encourage them to please reach out. They do marvelous work at the Daily Bread. I hope if you are able to volunteer that you will, if you're able to uh, reach out to them and provide food for them, that you will. Uh, They are more than worthy of your time and your attention you can find out more at lynchburgdailybread.com we'll be back on this thursday our number 866-916-3776 we'd love to hear from you on the morning jam the morning jam
The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Our number 866-916-3776. The Campbell County Sheriff's Office, they are seeking your help in locating what deputies say is a wanted individual. His name is Matthew O'Neill. He is 34 years of age. He is currently wanted for breaking and entering, grand larceny, and failure to appear. If anyone has knowledge of his whereabouts or his recent criminal activity, you're asked to contact deputies in Campbell County. Uh, there are lots of nice photos out there of, uh, of this man. Matthew O'Neill is his name. He is wanted in Campbell County, and they're asking for your help with that. Well, reckless disregard for the law. That's how Mieres is uh, referring to the Virginia Parole Board practices. Now, this was one of his first duties that was assigned to him by uh, the governor. And he has released a 69-page report on the Virginia Parole Board. He did this yesterday. The report details what Mieres says are significant and repeated violations of parole board policies and state law under the former chair, Adrian Bennett. Now, we talked about a lot of these parole issues that took place, uh, particularly during the pandemic. Uh, We had, well, we had a listener call in who literally said that they saw the person that had killed their sister while they were in the parking lot at the Walmart. And the family had not been notified at all that there had been a release of this person. Mieres describes the chaotic atmosphere surrounding a parole granting frenzy at the parole board in March and April of 2020. Yep, that's the timeline. That's the time between when Chair Bennett was nominated for a judgeship and took a deeper look into her board's risky practices. In 2020, the Virginia Parole Board's actions came under elevated public scrutiny after it released 95 offenders, the highest number of releases ever granted in a single month. We had, uh, well, we had someone released in the uh, Lynchburg area. People found out about that one and raised some cane about it. And I think... That one went better than than some of the others. But according to the report, the 95 offenders released included four capital murderers, 31 first-degree murderers, 11 rapists, and 33 that had been convicted of robberies. Of the 134 offenders released, Mieri said 130 of them had been convicted of violent crimes. Only four of the 134 people released were nonviolent. The b- report identifies three main reasons in which Mieri said the parole board failed to comply. Uh, release parole decisions were made with disregard for statutory rights of victims. Uh, Chair Bennett's April 2020 release of 137 parolees from supervision violated multiple laws, policies, and procedures. 
Number three, hundreds of offenders were given parole eligibility in violation of multiple Virginia laws and procedures. Now, you can read the fact sheet on the report. Uh, It is online, if you're curious. The investigation and final report were conducted under an executive order by uh, Governor Youngkin. I, I I think it was like, if it wasn't the first day, I know it was in the first week that he wanted that one uh, checked out. So maybe they're getting a handle on this. Um, Mieres did thank the hard work of his team and the work that they went to to compile the report and uh, said he looks forward to working with the General Assembly and the current parole board to promote trust and transparency once again in its actions and to ensure that victims of violent crime are never again ignored, silenced, or overlooked. The reckless disregard for the law described in my office's report must never again be repeated. I think people feel more confident now that we have Governor Yunkin and certainly um, Mieres in in the role that he's in uh, because it was completely out of control at that time, for sure. Well, the Razzies are out. If you were surprised by the Oscar nominations, wait till you hear this. Tom Hanks was nominated for Worst Actor and Worst Supporting Actor. Ouch. Tom Hanks? That's not good. Feels like someone has a vendetta. I don't know. Uh, Ever since he started his career in the late 70s, he has been unstoppable. Uh, Big blockbuster movies and uh, all the way to small town productions. The 66-year-old has has proved time and time again he is a great actor. He has a massive list of accolades to prove it. Seven Emmys, four Golden Globes, two Oscars, two Screen Actors Guilds Award, a whole range of nominations for his work. However, things have taken a slight turn. as He's been nominated for two awards that he might not really want want to talk about uh as per vanity magazine the forrest gump star has been nominated for two razzie awards one for worst actor one for worst supporting actor the former award was credited for his performance as geppetto in disney's pinocchio while the latter is for his role as colonel tom parker in elvis wow I have I know something that I have a sense that will be a Razzie next year. Yeah. Eighty for Brady. The that movie <laughs> about four That one really bothers you, doesn't it? It's, I mean, how is that a movie like it's it's part of the greatest comeback in the hit maybe in Super Bowl history, like when come back from twenty eight three, but it's he's basically the story of these four old ladies that traveled to the Super Bowl and snuck in. So it's based on a true story? Yes. And somehow they just decide to get like four of the greatest female actresses of all time. They got Jane Fonda, not, Sally Field. Do not underestimate that movie. Rita Rita Moreno. Moreno. Li- yeah. Yes. And Lily Tomlin. Like I do I'm, not under do I, not I, underestimate I agree. It. I agree. I shouldn't probably underestimate nope. it, but in my head I'm like, how how do you get Sally Fields for this type of movie? Like Tom I, Brady. I guess Tom Brady is just the greatest convincer I'll ever. I'll bet you. I'll bet you that it's going to be absolutely hysterical. It might. I bet Guy you it's Fieri's be, in it. It's going to be hysterical. Billy Porter. I'd watch it. I'm I'm I think it's going to be really funny. It's out now. Yeah, I don't I'm think, not going to watch it. I don't it. think a movie don't like with, Brady, with so. those people with <laughs> Okay. 
Is Tom Brady going to be in it? Yes, it's okay. about him. Okay, well, I didn't know. Uh, yes, uh, he's all in of a sudden, it. he's an actor. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Tom Brady you, you either, know, but I love me some Sally Field. You know what's the discussion around Tom right now? I know you, uh, finish the Razzie story and then I'll. Okay, well, but, but we digress because <laughs> he got a sports movie <laughs> that's coming out. Um, I don't like Tom Brady either, but I would watch that. So, so he got nominated, and that was I told you that was a movie that I didn't like, the Elvis movie. So, yeah, he was also nominated for worst screen couple i think there is somebody that really doesn't like him for all of that here's another razzy story though that might be worth mentioning um kara says i can't stand tom brady either but i'd watch it because of the women who are going to be in it i know i think it's going to be funny uh razzy award organizers are apologizing and they have removed Uh, 12-year-old Ryan Kara Armstrong from the nominee ballot after getting backlash. Yeah, I wouldn't nominate a 12-year-old for a Razzie. They were like, that's that's just too far to, uh, you know, for a 12-year-old. Of course, she was 11 when Firestarter was filmed and was up for Worst Actress along with uh, Bryce Howard, Diane Keaton, and Alicia Silverstone. She's in good company. What was the award? Uh, I think it was the Golden Globe where, like, Adam Sandler won. I guess for um, Uncut Gems, and he goes, "You," and to all my other recipients who will now be known as the person that lost Adam Sandler. Yeah, I, I apologize. That's probably a good. It's probably good that they did get some backlash yes. with that. So they they've changed their policies now. You have to be older in order to be nominated for for a Razzie. But here's the thing. you If you're going to be an actor or an actress, you you may as well learn now. It is a hard row to hoe. And not all of them are going to be winners. As Tom Hanks learned the hard way. Yeah. So there you go. We've got your headlines coming up with WDBJ7 and your forecast too. You're listening to The Morning Jam. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Blustery and chilly today. Highs in the upper 40s with increasing sunshine. Clear and cold tonight with a low of 27. Mostly sunny, not as breezy on Friday with a high of 44. Lows at 28 Friday nights. Saturday, mostly sunny. We'll warm back up to around 54 degrees with a low of 31. And on Sunday, turning mostly cloudy. Highs at 53. Currently 36 degrees in Lynchburg, 38 in Roanoke, Bedford, and Salem. It's sunny in 37 in Danville, 39 degrees in Monroe, and 38 degrees in Appomattox this morning. Well, we've been talking about uh, the new book, The Spare with Prince Harry, and uh, apparently the memoir has sold very well. 1.43 million copies during its first day. It's uh, officially the fastest-selling nonfiction book of all time. I'm a little surprised. I'm not. But okay, you're not. It's the royal family. Yeah, but now that the queen is gone, I really don't think people give a rat's butt about Yeah, but it's still, they know it's the... Kamala. Kamala? Kamala Harris? No. Can't. Cam- uh, Camellia. Whatever. whatever. Oh, I, you do have a point there. But. I mean. <laughs> but. Uh, I the think, homely one beside I, him. I just think they know Her. it's drama. 
And I guess. And I think there's an affection towards the kids because of it, Lady Di. Yeah, it's the last connection to to Diana. I'll so. tell you uh, who there's not an affection for, and that is Megan. Uh, Megan Markle has been noticeably absent from the spotlight as Prince Harry has embarked on a media tour for his latest tell-all. The uh, Duke of Sussex memoir, Spare, which was published on the 10th and uh, did become the fastest-selling nonfiction book of all time. Uh, That was in the UK, US, and Canada. Uh, But despite the overwhelming success, sources recently said that the Duchess, 41, may have raised gentle concerns about whether or not it was the right move. The mother of two, who was described as media savvy, was more wary than the Duke about this particular project. Uh, GB News host Dan Wooten called the Telegraph report absolutely fascinating because he felt it was the first sign of Megan trying to distance herself from all of the collateral PR damage caused by Spare. A spokesperson did not immediately respond to uh, request for a comment. Royal author Christopher Anderson, who recently wrote a book about King Charles, told Fox News Digital that he was not surprised the former American actress is nowhere to be seen. He suspected she's sending a clear message. This was Harry's work alone. I don't know that that's going to fly, but maybe. Megan clearly doesn't want to make it look as if she is somehow manipulating Harry or that she's had a hand in shaping his memoirs. I don't think that's going to work either. Uh, the Sussexes are very sensitive to the fact that their critics believe she has some memorizing sway over him. The fact is, this is Harry's story, and for better or worse, he has to own it. Um, they also believe there's a good reason why Megan may have allegedly been wary about some of the contents of Spare. What may be most concerning to both Harry and Megan is the blowback they've gotten from people in the military who feel he was ill-advised to write about killing 25 enemy combatants while serving in Afghanistan. I can't imagine if they had had it to do over again that Megan in particular would just have soon had him lead those kinds of stats out of the book. I don't know. She's trying to distance herself. I don't think that's going to work. We're going to the phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Uh, Good morning. Um, I am, one, looking forward to reading the book when I find it at Goodwill for 25 cents or something, <laughs> or possibly in the public library, not, you know, just for check it out. But there's no way I put my hard-earned cash for, for drama, as you guys said and correctly said. I just can't, and I that's, can't that's imagine what it is. supporting them. Yes, ma'am. I 100% agree. What about the and, uh, uh, new what, Pope book that oh, Pope I Benedict I has put out? Uh, I'm not a fan of this pope, so I'm not. Well, this is this was the one before Francis that we have now, and he is being highly critical of Francis. I mean, this he had this thing ready to go for when he died at the end of December. He pulled the pin Uh on the grenade, went on to his heavenly Maker, and now this book is out, and it is explosive. Well, then I will support my Catholic brothers and sisters. I did not know that. Thank you. See, I learned so much listening to your show. By the way, one more thing I want to say. Okay. In, one, in my military career, I had a top-secret skiff code word, which I'm not even allowed to say now, totally. But if I had taken classified home 
for any reason. I would be living in Leavenworth in prison for a few years, literally. And that should be, that's today. And I'm not that's so what sure that's right. <laughs> that's how it's supposed oh, to no. be. No, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. You, we had a guy, never mind, doesn't matter stories. But uh, <laughs> I just, just want to tell you that, that the, the higher-ups are doing this. When they do it, it damages national security if it gets out just as much as we do it. And we shouldn't be allowed to do it. I'm not saying we should. Right, right. Love talking to you guys, and uh, you take care. All right. Uh, the name of the book that I was telling you about is called, uh, by Pope Benedict, that he had published after his death, is called um, What is Christianity, is the name of the of the book. What is Christianity? A uh, book released only in Italian, um, but, yeah. I'm sure that will change. There's some pretty explosive accusations in that uh, in that book, more so than spare, <laughs> I would say. So I don't know. I'm with him. I would, as fascinated as I am by the uh, the old, especially historically, the royal family and how all that worked. I could. I just don't care about this one, and don't really care about the whole, you know. Prince Charles, King Charles, whatever he is now, getting his inaugurations and all that. Or what is that called? I don't know what that's called. But I don't think it's, I think there's going to be a lot of, of protest going on with that one. Well, M&Ms have screwed up big time. We've talked about this a little bit um, about Mars shelving the M&M spokes candies. Uh, they have tried very hard to get woke. And apparently it's not going very well uh, at all to the point that um, sales are actually down, which I think is very interesting. Um, they, M&M finally ditched the woke marketing. Uh, the company tried to ram down customers' throats, but apparently the damage was done because their sales have been impacted. Um, I did not know, I didn't know this, the, there was a campaign that they did that had a corporate partnership with Lil Nas X. Nas. Nas. Little Nas X. Okay. Well, apparently known for sexual videos and marketing his Satan shoes made with a real drop of blood. Mars described him as a musical superstar. The custom candies featured images of butterflies, hearts, and photos of, of the performer. Shockingly, there were no pentagrams or goat's heads. Uh, someone in marketing slipped up. The M&M's team uh, didn't even, uh, M&M's didn't even team up with the Church of Satan. All that happened under the press release headline. Uh, M&M partners with Little Lil Nas X Nas Nas X, like nauseous. Okay, uh, to bring people together through music, art, and entertainment. Apparently, he did Old Town Road. Okay, so that was his that was his uh, first song. Cross over into the general public. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he was with Billy Ray on that one, so you know. Well, he actually produced one. By itself, and it became big, and then they made a remix of Billy Ray, yes. Ah, okay. Well, I'd never heard it until Billy Ray. I'm keeping you hip. 
Yeah, okay. I don't want to be hit, but that's all right. So apparently, it, it's it's really creating a, a problem. Uh, the expression go woke and go broke may not exactly apply here. People will still eat M&Ms. Mars just foolishly followed in the footsteps of other failed marketers and undermined customer loyalty for their product. The very icons they spent decades building up got torn down in a few months. They were M&Ms. They weren't polarizing. There was a red M&M. There was a yellow M&M. There was a brown M&M. They were just M&Ms. They weren't real people. Why did they go and mess with it? They made it polarizing by messing with them. Just why can't people just leave stuff alone? I don't understand. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Some great deals this week, including 98 cents chicken legs and chicken thighs. Picked some of those up yesterday, as well as my large eggs, $3.99 a dozen. It's a good thing they're on sale because I need four of them for today's recipe. It's a French apple custard pie, and it is Yum O. Pre your oven to 325, and you're going to start by, um, you know, blind baking your crust. And I don't make my own crust. I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint y'all, but just get a good crust and, and blind bake it. Then make the filling. You're going to start with a little bit of butter. You're going to add in some Honeycrisp apples that you've peeled and cored and sliced pretty thin. Sprinkle that with a couple of tablespoons of sugar. Saute it until the apples are soft but not mushy. About 8 to 10 minutes. Then you're going to stir in a little bit of rum and a little bit of salt and spread the apples across the bottom of the crust. Then you're going to whisk together two eggs, two egg yolks, a cup of heavy cream, a half a cup of sugar, a teaspoon of pure vanilla, and an eighth of a teaspoon of freshly grated nutmeg. Mix all that together and pour it over the apples, and then you're going to bake it for about 30 minutes. Then you're going to make an almond topping to go on top. A cup of sliced almonds, half a cup of sugar, some unsalted butter, soften, and a little bit of salt. You're going to make kind of a crumble to go over the top of that. You can put one of your uh, edges around. If it looks like the crust is getting too brown on the edges, you can put that around as you do that final ba- uh, bake. But you're going to bake it for another 15 to 20 minutes and then cool it completely or even better. I like it chilled in the fridge and it's so delicious and it's a little bit different too. It's a French apple custard pie. So good. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's 5 and 9. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. It's brought to you by FNL Market where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Have you been flying lately? No. No? Last time I flew was 2020. Because this one I got a little suspicious with. The TSA was apparently in a tizzy over what some officers found with a passenger getting ready to board a flight. You, a pig. Get, <laughs> um, the, uh, 
TSA said only products approved by the FDA or contain no more than 0.3% THC on a dry weight basis are approved. Apparently, a passenger was busted in Boston for trying to take a pot pie on a plane. Of course, I thought it was like a pot pie. It, it, growing up, wait, a pot say pie that again? was different they a pot than pie? a pot pie. You know oh, what? A pot pie. So it's a P-O-T pie. Like 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 a weed pie. But a pot pie is also P-O-T pie. Yeah. <laughs> so I was confused. You understand my confusion. Yep. I don't think you'd be allowed to take either one on a plane, though. I'm, I'm, well, if there's like a place where you could order a pot pie in the airport, I guess you could technically. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Um so the Boston officers were mystified by the content of this passenger's holidays, H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E, nice. gift. So much so, it has been uh, referred to local law enforcement, R-E-E-F-E-R-E-T. <laughs> Once that joint effort was complete, oh, they're working overtime. I wonder if they had to uh, go to the highest authorities. Yeah, yeah, close. It was, it was pretty good. It was a good attempt because they used most of the good ones. So I know. that was good. I was trying to find Air, Airport police discovered some Mary Jane hidden inside. Does this make sense? C S C E N T S. I mean, they go on and on. Looks like we ganja have to talk about traveling with your high heels once again. First weed, like everybody else, to remember it remains illegal at the federal level unless your CBD products contain no more than 0.3% THC that are approved by the FDA. So let that be a lesson to you. You can't take your pot, pot, pot pie. You can take, I don't even know if you can take a regular pot pie, but... Anyway, I was very confused by the pot pie headline. I, I thought they were talking about pot pie. They were talking about, you know, pot pie, that kind of thing. A quick reminder for uh, for you out there, if you think you might want to go out tonight and have a little fun, you can join me. I will be the uh, trivia host tonight at 7 o'clock at uh, Loose Shoe Brewery. It's the thinking and drinking trivia they do that every thursday and i'm going to be uh, hosting it tonight at seven o'clock and i look forward to it i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i've worked very hard and diligently on my um trivia questions i also tried to do a video for him last night and rogan would not leave me alone so basically in the entire video it's he's, he's like pulling on my sleeve the the whole time i don't think they'll let me bring him but he would have a good time if he was able to come. If you get a chance, he, uh, would he find? He'd try to find his route. Oh, probably, and then run through the brewery with it. Uh, we would love to see you though. If you get a chance to come out there, it's going to be a lot of retro questions for sure because that's that's what I love. So we've got five different categories, about twenty-five questions in all, and it's just a whole lot of fun. So come out and join us if you can. If you've uh, noticed a lot of cirrus clouds in the sky, and a lot of people have been taking pictures of them and uh, sending them out on social media, and they are pretty, there is a reason for that. Uh, lots of wispy cirrus clouds in Virginia, and uh, people are, are posting them all over 
the place. Uh, the clouds form when to, uh, when temperatures in the sky are really cold, often colder than 20 degrees. The uh, clouds are very thin and icy that when the wind blows them, you get these really interesting shapes. And you can usually tell which direction the wind is blowing in because you can see how the clouds are stretched and sculpted. So it's supposed to be pretty clear and sunny today. Maybe we'll see some of those as we uh, as we head out this morning. Uh, here is a, a new story that we want to make sure you're updated on. Apparently, there was an accident on 460 this morning. Uh, car flipped and off-roaded uh, tractor trailer finally got cleared out this morning. But uh, it left one car on its roof and the tractor trailer awkwardly positioned off the road. And um, the first responders found the driver of the car was out, didn't get trapped inside. So that was a good thing. Uh, the medic unit did take care of the patient and a traffic barrier was set up and they had to have response that way. There were a lot of accidents yesterday with the uh, with the rain that we had. Uh, quite a bit of, you know, everybody thinks that you only get these accidents when you get sleet. And we did have a little bit of sleet yesterday. But even if you get rain, it could really cause a lot of problems uh, throughout the area. So you really got to watch that for sure. But it looks like today's going to be beautiful and sunny and uh, not horribly warm. I think we're still going to be in the 40s for the most part. But it is going to be a beautiful day. And, you know, we'll have to look for some some uh, of those clouds that people have been posting all those pictures about. Giles County had a little bit of uh, excitement yesterday. Uh, Giles County pig crossed paths with the law, and uh, that showed up on social media. The uh, Giles, Giles County Sheriff's Office didn't mention the particulars of what was going on, but it did show a deputy taking the pig into custody on the roadside. Major Moy tried to literally bring home the bacon today on a call it said, and it turns out the pair just chewed the fat for a while. The commenters didn't disappoint with their own jokes. This new informant is a squealer, one person wrote. And one person said, oh, rude. I'm still hungry. Can I have me some moy bacon, please? Shh. Don't talk about it. The pigs don't like for you to talk about it. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. I would love to see a pig. But, you know, pigs are can be so mean there was also a story in the headlines today about a pig and i think it was hong kong at one of the factories there and the pig killed one of the workers pigs can be mean we always had two a year usually at home and a couple of times i would have to go out and their feeder would get stuck so i'd have to go and take a stick and balance on it and and make it loose and i had a pig bite the end of my shoe off Fortunately, my toes were balled up, but they'll get you sometimes. All right, guys, we're going to say goodbye for today, but we'll be back tomorrow and look forward to spending Friday with you. Again, if you get a chance, come out and join me tonight for Thinking and Drinking Night at Loose Shoe Brewery. That's going to start at 7 o'clock. We'll have some fun there and then be back for the Friday Funnies and everything you need to get your weekend started. Yeah, it's going to be a good day for a good day. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful Thursday. We'll see you then.